Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Creating conversations. That's what we do. Arrow.net. A-R-R-O-E.net. All right, let's do it. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 153 is with Aaron Washington from the podcast Squats and Margaritas. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Era? Doing very well. <laughs> is this I'm a- on speaker. Is-, is this not so good? No, it, can- it it's perfect. This is Aaron? Yeah. Oh, I'm so used, I'm so used to these producers getting on there going, God, Arrow, are you fine? When is it going to air? What's happening? Okay, you got seven minutes. Go. I'm not like important um, celebrity status. <laughs> it's just me. Well, you're important enough to me because I'll tell you what. What you've got here is something that a lot of people need to dive into because we have entered an age where I know we're supposed to go see the professionals and all that kind of stuff, the psychologists and the psychotherapists. Their lists are too long. They're either not yeah. accepting patients or you're going to wait three months to get over your problem. Yeah. And I feel like when you talk to a professional, it's almost like, I don't want to say being judged, but it's like, you don't understand. Like I dealt with all these eating disorders. You probably never did. So you don't feel like you can really open up. So if someone who's been through it, like you, you have an instant connection with them. So I'm so glad you said that. How do you, how do you best describe an eating disorder? Because I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I think that during this pandemic, I've got, I, I've gotten into something bad. I'm not gaining weight. I just love to eat. <laughs> I would call eating disorder if you love to eat, but I guess if it's completely taking over your thoughts, like my eating disorders completely controlled my life. It's all I thought about. Mm-hmm all day every day and actually evolved i dealt i dealt with uh, anorexia uh completely restricting my calories i would make myself uh nap so i wasn't eating uh there was a time where i wouldn't eat carrots because they were a starchy carbohydrate and then it evolved into exercise bulimia where i would write down every calorie of ever the exact amount of calories and it doesn't really work that way, but it's a mental illness. And to me, that kind of equated in my head that they canceled out um, actual bulimia, where all day long I would think about my next binge and purge. It's a completely like taking over of your life. It's all you think about. You feel like you'll never be able to get out of it. And your body's just living in a constant state of stress um, based on the restrictions and the deprivation that you're putting on yourself. It's miserable. Listeners need to understand that your truth and transparency is not just a book, but it's also a podcast. And you you are very open and you're breaking through the walls because you, you know, Aaron, there are people that are sitting in their rooms right now going, I don't know what I'm going to do. But when you speak yeah. the way you do, you're opening that door. I mean, that person was me. 
I, I never in a million years, Arrow, thought I would ever tell anyone, especially about my bulimia. There's so much shame and secretiveness to it because obviously you don't want people to know what you're doing. And because of the shame, when I finally was able to get over it, I was like, well, whew, I'm glad nobody found out. <laughs> and then just like at 37, I kind of like got my life together. It was after I had my kids and I decided to write this book for the woman who's still in it. You can come out of it. And if I can be a person to inspire you to do that, um, here's my book. Here's exactly what I did to come out of it. And you can find yourself again. I think a lot of women, like once you have kids, it's like, well, it's not about me anymore. I don't really have time. It's about mm. my kids. It's not too late. You're not too old. You can change your life at any point. You know, you, you bring up a very interesting point in, in the way, just by you saying that, um, it's almost like moms need to have their own identity. And, and, and it's like, it's like, and you, you, you open that door for that to happen in the way of saying, I know it's not, I, I love my kids, but it's not yeah. always about you. Exactly. And that's so funny you say that because I always told my husband, I was like, I just want to be a stay at home mom. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with being a stay at home mom, but I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like there was more of a purpose to my life. And I always say, you make your mess your message. And what I went through, I know I went through that struggle now to be able to connect with the women that I do. And I ended up like just going live on Instagram. I wasn't sharing anything about my story. I was just kind of commiserating with other moms during the pandemic. Like, what are you supposed to do every day with their kids? Like, I have a two and a four-year-old and I'm running out of ideas. And a radio station, I had no idea. They were watching every week and they said, we want this to be a podcast. And now <laughs> I talk to, like... Katie Couric and Real Housewives. And we have these honest, authentic conversations about what it's really like to be a mom, to struggle with weight and body image. And it's just so refreshing to be able to have these candid conversations. And I've had so many women reach out to be like, thank you for saying it out loud. Like I feel so guilty to say that, or I feel so shameful about my eating stuff. Everybody's going through it, just not everyone says it out loud. And if we had a little bit more of that, no one would feel alone anymore. When do you know when you've discovered your best body and image? And is that just the perfection the perfectionist basically saying, All right, I quit, I'm done? <laughs> I yeah, perfectionist for sure. I'm a perfectionist, firstborn, obsessive <laughs> personality. And I was never okay in my body. And then I went on to marry my husband, who is a professional athlete, and there's stuff that comes along with that. Like I was always worried about him finding like a somebody better, somebody in better right. shape. I had so much body image noise. I finally feel my best, admittedly, when I'm in my best physical body. And I've been told I need to like work on my mental stuff with eating disorders. I obviously don't abuse my body anymore, but it still admittedly is about a physical ideal for me. I feel my best when I'm in good shape, but I got to this 